This is Dr. April Murdaugh here, and today we're going to talk about why we need life insurance outside of work. You know, the other day I was uh, just hanging out with some folks, and um, it, the topic came on life insurance. I was with another agent. Uh, she specialized in health insurance, and a friend of hers was there, and the friend was really disgusted about life insurance. In fact, she was so mad and one of her comments was, why should I leave something to my my kids? Uh, I've already given them life. I've already taken care of them. Why is it so important for me to have life insurance? Like they're gonna get rich off me. They're gonna profit off of me and my death. And you know, I was, I was completely shocked that I heard that because um, she's a mom and I would think that, you know, as mothers, we want to, or as parents, we want to leave, um, our children in the best shape possible when we die, but not everyone feels that way. And I do think that, uh, it has gotten a bad name. Life insurance has been given a bad rap, uh, maybe because, uh, there are not always good agents out there. People don't always do the right thing, but you know, we can't blame other people because there are so many crooks out here. There are so many people out here who don't do the right thing that blaming life insurance as, as in general, or being upset with having it without really recognizing what it does for you and your family uh, I think is really uh, blindsided. You know, it's really just not a, a good view of things. So today I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story about me, and then we're going to talk about the reasons why you need to have life insurance outside of your employer. You know, one of the things that I do as a financial planner is I work with a client and I take them through the planning process. I develop a specific plan based on their financial goals. So, you know, when they want to retire, but not just when, how much do they want to live on? Where do they want to live? All of those things, if they were to die or when they pass away rather, because we're all going to die. And when they pass away, how do they want their family to be taken care of their assets? Uh, do they want to leave a legacy? And, you know, life insurance actually is one of the good ways or the best ways to leave a legacy. You know, when you leave your retirement accounts, provided um, you have some when you pass away, sometimes in some instances, those accounts that you may leave for your children could could impose a tax burden on them. It could, could cost them more to inherit your 401ks and, and your retirement accounts. So life insurance, and we'll talk about that, uh, can be a really good way to leave a legacy and leave it in a way that it can be tax-free. So because life insurance proceeds, death pro benefit proceeds are not taxable. So let's talk about, let me get into my story. So, you know, the reason I got started in this industry is very, very personal. Um, some years ago, I want to say about 32 years ago to be exact, um, my husband passed away. I had gotten married really young and uh, we had had our first child and she was four months old and my husband suddenly had a brain aneurysm. He had a spontaneous brain aneurysm. He was only 23 years old and after a week in a brain, brain, you know, he was brain dead for a week. 
he, his organs failed and he passed away. And so here I am, uh, my husband passed away. I have my four month old daughter just getting off of maternity leave. Literally, I think I'd worked two weeks and, um, my second week, the day he passed away or the day he became ill was my first paycheck after coming back to work from maternity leave. So we just got started trying to get things in the groove and this happens. And so when he passes away, um, we didn't know anything about life insurance. In fact, when we got married, no one had come to talk to us about life insurance or anything of that nature. And so when I found out that there was such a thing, um, I went to his job because normally that's where you would have it, right? You would have it at that back then, you know, it was group term insurance and I know they still have it now, but that was all that I was told he would have. So I went to his employer and I asked them, you know, told them what happened and asked about his group term life insurance coverage. And y'all would not believe that my husband did not sign the enrollment papers for us to, for him to be insured. He did not, it was open enrollment time and he did not sign the forms. Um, it still was open enrollment when he passed away. And so because the forms were not signed, signed, we did not have life insurance. I did not have life insurance to bury him. I cannot tell you what a tumultuous time that was in my life, how stressful it was. Uh, it took a few weeks for us to figure out how to bury him. Um, turns out that his mother wind up having a policy on her son. And that is how he was able to be buried. Um, so I say to you, yeah, even if you want to rely on your group health insurance plan at work, that is not always a good thing because I mean, what if, what if you pass away in between open enrollment and you haven't signed the form? So it hasn't been posted yet. Then what do you do? Uh, what if you change jobs? right? Um, the way things are now that they, they say, you know, people are holding five, going through five and 10 employers throughout their whole career. Well, what if you're in the middle of that transition and you don't have life insurance and something happens to you and guess what? Life insurance is not just for when you die. It also can be used when you are sick and alive. Now, back then that was not an option. I didn't know anything about those types of coverages. And I'll be honest, in the early 90s, I don't know if anything like that existed, but now it does. And those are options that you have. So just relying on your employer's life insurance plan, group life insurance plan, is not a wise thing to do. Because like I said, you could change, you could be in the middle of open enrollment. And to be quite honest, a lot of times that is not enough coverage for you if something happens to you and it doesn't have some of these living benefits that the new types of life insurance policies offer. So sure it's only going to pay when you pass away. And usually your employer's plan may be one times your salary at best, and you are required to pay for more if you want more coverage. And if you want really what you need, if you try to get what you need, then we're going to have to go through a physical, and treat it like a regular policy, but it's still a group policy through your employer. 
So you've got to be careful of only relying on your employer's plan. Now, I will say, if your employer is giving you free health and life insurance, take it. Be sure to take it. If it is free, it is for me. And a lot of times they do that. A lot of times they say, we'll give you one times your salary. So, you know, if you're making a hundred grand, then that may be okay for you. But if you're not, then one times your salary may not be enough, particularly if you have children or people who depend on you to survive. So if something were to happen to you and the income stopped, how would those people in your life be able to maintain their standard of living? And so I know it's a very sensitive topic. I know, you know, people don't like it. They feel like folks are profiting off of them. But that experience that I just shared with you was just the beginning of my experiences with family members not having life insurance. I've experienced more family members in that situation. And I tell you, I urge you, listen, if you have people that are going to have to deal with you and they can't just put you in the backyard, then you need to make sure that you have life insurance, if for nothing else, to take care of your remains when you pass away and maybe your debts or anything that you may have outstanding. So I encourage you, encourage you to do that now. Why not rely on it just from work? Why not just keep it with your employer? But like I mentioned earlier, well, because you may not always be with that employer. You don't have the control that you need to have. And so life insurance is an individual thing that you should own. It provides financial protection for your family. It gives you your family peace of mind. Listen, the worst thing that you can do is drop dead or die. And now your family, now not only do they have to grieve, they have to deal with how are they going to grieve? They're missing you, your children, your loved ones. But now on top of just grieving, they have to figure out what to do with you, with your remains, with your assets, with, um, you know, your debts, all of those things. You don't want them to have that kind of stress. Now, some of you may be saying, well, I'll be dead. I don't have to worry about it. And that's completely up to you. If that's your value system, I'm not here necessarily to judge you on that or change that. But I am here to present to you some the reasons why life insurance outside of work is important. And if you don't have it, you need to explore getting it. And if you have it, I would encourage you to have it reassessed to make sure that you have enough. You know, sometimes you buy life insurance when you're really, really young and now you have children, you are married, your, your circumstances have changed. And now guess what? You may need more, right? Because now you have more people who be, who will be responsible for you and your things should you pass away. And the other thing I want to touch on real quickly before I get into the reasons is life insurance on your children. You know, I know a lot of people do not want to hear that either. That is, it seems like a very tough topic, you know, who parents want to go before their children, who wants that to ever happen. But I'll tell you another quick story. And I know my client has given me permission to do this some years ago. 
but I met with this wonderful couple and we put life insurance on them. They were a blended family and they had children in the marriage. And then one one spouse had children, a child outside of the marriage and refused to add her to the life insurance policy as a child rider, nothing else, but a rider on his policy so that if something happened to her, you know, she would be able to, he would be able to take care of her. He refused. Uh, I think there was some shame there maybe. And I know I remember him saying that he didn't want his former spouse to think that he was being greedy or wish something bad on his child. And so he, I mean, profusely refused not to add her. And a few years later, I got a, a call literally early in the morning. I think it was like four o'clock, three o'clock in the morning from the spouse and asking me, Hey, April, did you ignore what he said and put the child's name on the life insurance policy? And I said, no, I couldn't do that. I had to listen and do what he said. And she said, well, um, they were, the child was in a car and there was a school bus accident when she was on the way home from school and she did not survive. And so her biological mother did not have life insurance on her and her biological father did not have life insurance on her. And she was a little girl. I mean, she was little. I, I don't think she was out of elementary school, if I recall correctly. And the family was devastated. Not only were they devastated to lose her, and I, I could imagine there is no, I, I don't even know what it feels like to lose a child, but then not have the peace of mind to be able to take care of the things for her and give her a decent uh, funeral or services or whatever you want to do, um, to not be able to do that and have to be stressed about how you're going to do it and where the money's going to come from. Um, and these people weren't super duper wealthy, so it's not like they could have self-insured. So to be in that position is a tough position to be in. And so I know talking about life insurance on your child is not the thing that you want to hear. But I would encourage you, if you don't have some outside of work on little Johnny or little Janie, then you should consider getting some. So today, we're going to talk about reasons why people should consider purchasing life insurance outside of their work coverage. And the first reason I would say is workplace life insurance is tied to your job. And I said this earlier. So... If you're working there, you're covered. But if you change jobs or you lose your job, and right now there's been some reduction in force, you lose the life insurance coverage. And you know, one thing too is the portability is important because you can't take it with you. You cannot take your employer plan with you. Typically you cannot. So having something outside of your employer plan means that you don't have to worry about losing that plan, that you are still insured, that it, it ensures that you have continuous coverage throughout your entire life. And that is extremely, extremely important. And also having life insurance <clears throat> guarantees insurability. So even going back to when I talked about the children and having life insurance on your children, you know, the younger they are when you get them covered, the better because they now are covered 
And when that happens, now if something should happen to them in the future, they get diagnosed with an illness, they have an accident that now may preclude them uninsurable, they have insurance in place. So they may be able to get more insurance or convert that plan without even having to prove evidence of insurability. But they can't do that if they're not insured. So the earlier you do it, the better kind of locks them in there. And now if something happens to them, they still have that life insurance plan. As they grow up and they get jobs and they lose jobs and they move and they do different things, the life insurance outside of the employer is it, it keeps them having continuous coverage throughout their lives. And the same for adults. The same thing applies. So even before you get your first job, making sure that you have life insurance that you own that is not tied to your employment allows you the portability, the flexibility, and the control that you will have um, to not have to rely on your employer's coverage should things change. So that's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of times your group employer plans they're not very flexible. Um, when you have your employer plan, it's typically a term insurance plan and it is driven only by how long you work there. So uh, when you stop working, the insurance ends. Whereas if you own your own insurance policy, term policy or permanent, and we'll talk about what those mean a little bit later, but when you have your own insurance policy, you have the flexibility to tailor your specific your policy to your specific needs and your circumstances you can do things like choose the coverage amount you can choose how long you want to have it in place so some folks say well when i have small children or you know if they have small children and they're not yet through college they may have a larger amount of insurance on themselves just in case something happens to them before their children become independent and self-sufficient. And so that insurance coverage will, will be able to take care of their children when they pass away or if they should pass away prematurely. So you can choose the term, how long you want it. You can choose the type, whole life, universal life, term insurance. There's also additional riders on there. So you can choose, hey, um, There's some writers where if you lose employment for a while or you become disabled, you don't have to pay the policy. There are also writers that allow you to utilize some of the policy face value, meaning the coverage amount. You can utilize that when you're alive. If something happens to you and you cannot work, let's say you can't perform two activities of daily living maybe you're diagnosed with cancer, MLS, um, something that may stop you from doing performing two activities of daily living, then that's a rider that's added on the policy and it will allow you in, in cases to use the face amount of the policy. So if you have $500,000 and something like that happens, you could use $100,000 of that money to take care of medical expenses or maybe in-home care that you may need until you get to a place where you can become independent again. So that's also a, a 
good thing to do. So you can customize this policy. You can make it whatever you need it to be that's going to be suitable for you and your family. Whereas your work policy plan, you can't, you can't even do that. In fact, a lot of times with group cup group coverage plans, you don't even have an insurance policy. You don't even get a physical policy a lot of times. So it is not as customizable as you would have if you owned your own policies. So the, the second thing reason is you can be flexible, you can customize it, you can make it look and do whatever you need it to do. The other reason is it can provide a gap in coverage. I mentioned earlier that, you know, at work you may get one times your salary and they may offer you to purchase more insurance and you pay a little bit more out of your paycheck. But really and truly, is it going to be what you need? So if something happens to you, and let's say, typically I say someone who has children, small children, each, each spouse should at least have a million dollars of coverage. And you say, my gosh, like that is, that's crazy. That's wow. Why would you need that? Well, when you think about, let's say you have a newborn or you have a one-year-old, you have essentially 22 to 24 years of caring for them. If you were to pass away prematurely, that child would need probably way more than that to be able to sustain their life, whoever's going to take care of them, their education, their living, their eating, everything that comes with taking care of a child, getting them through college, buying their first car, um, you know, prompt all of those things, right. That you will need to spend money on whomever, whoever's going to take care of the child, who's going to be the guardian for the child will need to be able to do that as well. So making sure that you have adequate coverage in just in case is very important. So even if you have your employer plan, owning a plan outside of work, can provide a gap, a, another gap can shore up where you may be missing in terms of coverage amounts. So you need to make sure that you, I would suggest you have coverage outside of work, um, just to make sure that you have, um, enough coverage to take care of the needs that your family will have. So you, by having your own policy, you can supplement your employer plan and you can make sure that your, your uh, loved ones are properly protected. The other reason is family protection. Um, you can, if you have dependents or family members who rely on your income, like I mentioned earlier, to cover expenses, you can make sure that that also is taken care of. You know, sometimes they have things like mortgage insurance. So let's just say something happens to you and you have small children and you want your child to stay in the home that, they, that they've been used to living in. And maybe the other parent is going to live in the home as well. Well, a policy can be put in place just to make sure that the house is paid off so that they don't have the stress of trying to figure out how to cover the mortgage and other expenses as well. So making sure that you have life insurance outside of work is important for just overall family protection. And you know, at this point, guys, I will say the type of insurance doesn't necessarily matter all that much. It's like this. I describe it to my clients like this. 
you come, you, you've, um, been homeless, right? So uh, you're living out on the street, meaning you don't have any insurance, right? I equate that to, I don't have any insurance. And now you get an opportunity to move somewhere. And let's say you get an opportunity to rent an apartment, right? So now that is like term insurance. Now it's like, oh, whew, I'm out off the street. I have a place that I can rent. It's not the best, you know, maybe it's in a decent neighborhood, but you know, the rent may not be as high, but it does what it needs to do. It provides shelter, warmth from the elements, safety for me and my family. So that's the apartment. And then there's another type of insurance, what I call permanent insurance. And that's like buying a home. And now I move from renting an apartment to owning my own home. And you all, when you own your own home, you, as you make your payments, your mortgage payments, well, you're building equity in that house. So those of you a few years ago who were homeowners and sold their homes for hundreds of thousands above what they paid for it, took advantage of the fact that their house had equity in it, cash in it that they could use now to maybe buy a new home or realize a profit. So that's the same thing I equate to permanent life insurance. But for the sake of this, bottom line is you need life insurance outside of work and de determining your budget and figuring out which life insurance is best is going to be something you need to talk with someone about. But I will say that's kind of how I divide the types. So family protection is important and I don't care what type, but those, the things I just explained can kind of give you a good idea of the types of insurance. And I will say like the apartment type of insurance is going to be cheaper. You know, it's not going to be as much as investing in home per se. Um, so you have to determine what your budget is like and what your needs are, but no matter what owning life insurance outside of work is going to be extremely important. And even if you have to start small, then start small. But don't be homeless. Don't be out here homeless with no insurance at all on you, on your small children, on your big children. Like I asked, and I, hey, text my girls, hey, what's going on? Um, making sure that they have life insurance. I have life insurance on them, um, my children, just to make sure. I, I do require when they get of age, they have their own insurance. They take care of that. That's important. But, you know, making sure they had it when they were younger was also my responsibility just in case something happened. So family protection is another reason why overall protection is another reason why having life insurance outside of work is important. And then estate planning, you know, life insurance really, it can be a really valuable tool for estate planning purposes. Uh, those people, there are people who may incur estate taxes. Um, and making sure that everything you want distributed to your heirs are distributed in accordance with your wishes. It also allows you to provide liquidity to your estate. So let's say if you have a potential estate tax bill, uh, you can work with your CPA and your estate tax attorney, and we know what the estate taxes will potentially be. A life insurance can be taken out just to be able to cover those estate taxes. So that way, when you want to transfer money to your heirs, they don't get the 
hit with the estate tax bill, that that, that bill will be taken care of with the life insurance policy. So it is a very important tool in estate planning. Now, there are also tax benefits, which is another reason why I say you should own a policy outside of your employer. I talked about the types of uh, life insurance out there, uh, the term, right, and permanent. Those are the two major categories. And there are tax benefits, though, in particularly the permanent category. So depending upon the type of life insurance, where you are, uh, some policies offer these tax advantages. Like for instance, the death benefit is typically, it's typically income tax free. So if you have a million dollar policy on yourself and you pass away, your beneficiaries inherit that and they don't have to pay any income tax. But there is also policies out there that accumulate cash value and the cash value that is accumulated, that's the house, right? The mortgage piece I talked about owning your own home. Well, it's accumulating cash value inside of the policy or equity and that cash value grows and you don't have to pay taxes on that. And when you want to access that money, you don't have to pay taxes on that. So there are ways to use life insurance that allows you to accumulate some cash value, allows it to grow tax deferred and allows you to access that policy um, and that money in the policy tax deferred. You know, I, I've had a few people contact me talking about, um, tell me about infinity banking. Uh, they're listening to TikTok. I guess that's a big thing on there and Instagram and everyone's talking about affinity banking and yes, it exists. It is a very good option. You can use life insurance to do it. Uh, you have to be careful. It has to be specifically designed. It has to be designed properly. You have to be a good candidate for it. It does require probably more of an outlay on your part. So it's not like you're, you know, going to be paying a monthly $50 premium and be a millionaire. So, um, but there's definitely that option out there and working with a professional is important to make sure that as you you're constructing this policy that it does everything that it needs to do the tax benefits are there and yes you can have access to the accumulated cash value tax deferred in the policies so that's the tax benefits right there are tax benefits to owning life insurance outside of your employer I promise you your employer plan is not gonna do that and even if they offer you some sort of whole life plan or universal life plan in your employer plan, it's definitely not going to be something as robust as if you um, owned it on your own. Okay. So the, the tax benefits, and then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the investment and savings component, you know, there are investment and savings components of life insurance. I just shared with you how it can, the cash value can grow over time and people can use this as a savings or investment vehicle in addition to providing a death benefit. So not only will it pay your beneficiaries when you pass away, but it's building cash value that you can use while you are alive. And in, in time, sometimes I construct these types of policies for my parents who may want to do some college planning because you can creatively build these out 
and depending upon how much they want to put in and they can use this money for anything. Whereas a college plan is only focused on using the money for college related expenses only. So college plans are great. Um, but this also can provide another option for you as well. So to recap, there are reasons why owning a policy outside of your employer is extremely important. I strongly urge you to consider buying a policy, getting insurance on yourself that is not connected with your employer for the portability, the flexibility, the fact that you can customize it. Again, you can, uh, it can be a, provide a gap. So whatever your employer doesn't provide in terms of how much death benefit you need, you can buy on your own. Um, it offers your family the peace of mind and protection should you pass away prematurely. And, you know, I, back to what I mentioned in the beginning, you know, yeah, you, you say, I brought these children in the world and I don't owe them anything. And sometimes you may have children that, you know, may be spendthrifts and not really responsible fiscally, where there are things you can do with life insurance and put it in a trust where you can put your own parameters around how it's given out, how they receive the money. So they, you don't necessarily have to set them up where you're giving them, you know, a million dollars in their hands should you pass away. Working with someone to construct a plan, a financial plan, and addressing those issues is going to be extremely important. So I definitely will encourage you to do that. But I would encourage you to, again, think about the benefits, the reasons why you should own a policy outside of work, like I mentioned already, and uh, do it. I mean, for real, just do it. Explore your options, meet with a professional uh, get someone to help you understand the first question you need to ask is, well, how much benefit do I need? I may not need a lot or, and I may need more than I have. So knowing how much you need is going to be the first step in determining, you know, life insurance outside of work. And then of course, what your budget looks like and what can you afford and how can you create a plan to gradually grow if you cannot afford it at the moment, all that you need, but gradually grow into affording all that you need. And mainly, most of all is peace of mind. That's really want what I would think you would want, right? If you're listening to this, you want peace of mind. You want those that you may leave behind to have peace of mind. But what if you don't leave them behind? What if you become sick and you need that money? Now you can have access. Certain policies do that. Case in point, my mom, if I wish I knew about this, let me back up and say, I wish I knew about this type of policy that you can use when you're alive. Because some years ago, um, back in the, in the nineties, my mother, uh, had a stroke at age 49. She suffered a severe stroke and, um, was out of work for a really long time and had to live on savings and everything to be able to survive. Well, had we known about this, I mean, she was in a wheelchair for a while. She couldn't drive for a while. We had occupational therapists, physical therapists coming in to help her to get her, her life back. Well, had we known about a policy that she could have used when she was alive, oh my gosh, just the peace of mind of knowing that the bills could be paid 
without the stress, without her raping her savings account and having to apply for disability. And she was healthy. There was nothing wrong. One day she just had a stroke. So I would encourage you really to think about, hey, something could happen. And I don't know what could happen. And even if you feel like you don't want to leave your children or your loved ones all this money, what about if you had money to take care of you when you didn't pass away? What about having something like that in place that you could use while you're alive or money that you could use tax-free while you're alive? So life insurance can do so many cool things. And for the longest time, people have gotten, or life insurance has gotten a bad rap. I would encourage you, I strongly would encourage you to reconsider if you have in life insurance outside of work, have it looked at, make sure you have enough. And if you do not have life insurance outside of work, make sure you get some. There are people out here that can help you. I'd be more than happy to help you. As a financial planner, I am a fee-based planner. And that means that I not only provide plans for my, my clients, but I help them implement the strategies that we come up with together. So if you want more information, you need my help, or you want someone to assess the life insurance that you have in place, please give me a call. You can send an email. Um, but it is Life Insurance Awareness Month. I should have started out with that. So this month, September, I really need you to make sure that you're taking a good look at your life insurance, making sure, one, that you have life insurance outside of work, two, that you know how much you need, three, that you have enough. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.